Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, or good evening, wherever you are listening to Calvary Live, whether you're on the East Coast, uh, here in Colorado, as you're listening live today on Grace FM, we want to welcome you to today's program. My name is Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado, This is the program, Calvary Live, for the next hour. You have opportunity to call in at that number you just heard at 303-690-3000 to be able to ask questions and give your prayer requests. So I invite you to do that right now. The hour goes by quickly, and so as soon as the phone lines ring, we will go to uh, your calls, and that's the heart of this show is to have the conversation, uh, to answer questions as you ask them. Uh, maybe your Bible reading has brought up some questions. Maybe how do we respond to the things that we see going on around us? Uh, what's our Christian worldview? We can go to the Word of God and get God's truth and guidance and wisdom. Uh, maybe you need prayer. So we're here to answer your questions, and we're here to pray with you and for you. Uh, so give me a call. All open lines right now, 303-690-3000. The key is to grab one of those open lines early in the show, and I'd love to talk to you. There's another means for you to be able to ask a question or give a prayer request through a dedicated text line, and that number is different. It is 720-336-0897. I'll repeat those numbers throughout the show. The text line, be careful when you text, be safe, and that is a 24-hour-a-day, seven-days-a-week prayer line, so you can uh, text in a prayer request day or night, and there is the staff and prayer team at Calvary Church in Aurora, where Grace FM originates from, uh, and they will take those prayer requests, and they will be praying for you. And I think that's a wonderful, wonderful ministry. We need to be praying for each other. Uh, prayer is so powerful. It's the vehicle in which God works. So 720-336-0897. And so we take that time that we have as we fill in time for the show to go to the text questions and the prayer requests. So uh, during this hour. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. Love to talk to you. Ask your questions. Uh, give your prayer requests. One, to also not only welcome all the Grace FM listeners, or you are listening live, this is the last full day of summer. I'm always kind of sad when summer comes to an end, but we're headed to fall, and uh, it's a beautiful time of the year. But the Bible speaks about different seasons in uh, even in our lives spiritually. Paul talked about it as he was addressing the Ephesian elders in Acts chapter 20. He would say that, you know what manner of man I was in all seasons. And even as we have seasons, as we change uh, here in the United States, we go from uh, summer to fall and then winter and spring, we can go through different spiritual seasons as well. And whatever season that you're in, maybe you're in a season where it feels like summer or things are you know, hot and um, the warmth of the Lord is in you. Things are growing. You're growing mightily in the Lord. 
but maybe some of you are in fall where, you know, just things are changing. And, and the Lord is doing a work where he says some leaves need to be knocked off, you know, in this area of your life. Or maybe you're in winter where you just, uh, it's cold right now. But I want you to know this, that the Lord is with you, and he hears you, and he sees you, and he loves you, and his word is true for you. So give me a call. I'd love to talk to you. Also want to welcome all those who are listening on another radio network, uh, Truth FM, uh, Hope FM on the East Coast, the Freedom Radio Network. I see we got a call from Memphis we're going to go to in just a moment. So glad um, that you guys are, are are able to join us. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. Just want to remind you that you are a week delayed. Um, you can call. You're going to talk to somebody that will answer the phone. We will have our conversation, but then it would air next week. And that's kind of a blessing to you because you get to listen to it. So 303-690-3000, the phone's starting to ring. We got one open line. Grab that open line, but let's go to Memphis where CJ is on line one. CJ, you're on Calvary Live. Hello. CJ, you're on the program. Welcome. Awesome. I got to say this. I've never said this. Long-time listener, first-time caller. (laughs) Okay. Well, it's great. I'm glad you took the time to call in. Uh, so am I asking my question now? Yeah, you go ahead. It's all yours. Awesome. awesome. So my question is, is if you're in the midst of sin, is God hearing your prayer? If you're, I don't want to say my heart's not towards him, because it is, but it's like, say I'm smoking a cigarette, and... And I want, and someone asked me to pray for them. Uh, is that prayer being heard if I'm in the midst of that sin? Well, there's nothing in the Bible that says that smoking is a sin. To some people, it is a sin because they can't do it in faith. Their conscience says that it is a sin. Um, but the Bible says this, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. That's in Psalm 66. And I believe that Isaiah 59 says something similar. So it depends what the prayer is. Here's what I mean by that. If you are in sin, if you regard iniquity in your heart, where you're involved in a sin, you know, um, sinful uh, thoughts, and uh, um, you're, you're involved in sin and carnality in your life, um, that uh, if you are praying, Lord, bless this sin, let's say you're in a, a relationship that is sinful, let's say that you're watching things that are sinful, you know, pulling up things on the computer. If somebody's mm-hmm. praying, please, you know, bless this Lord or help me, you know, to just continue in the sin, he's not going to hear that. It isn't talking about he doesn't hear you audibly. He's not going to respond to that prayer because the Lord's not going to bless sin. And I in, Isaiah, in Isaiah 59, behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that he cannot save, nor his ear heavy that he cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you. So in other words, what it's saying is that he's not going to bless sin, and he's not going to, to, to give ear to that desire of you to continue in that sin or carnality or what is not according to his will. Now, if you're in sin and you're praying, Lord, forgive me, I want to repent, Lord, help me, he's going to hear that prayer because he will hear the prayer of the one who has a repentive heart, the one who has a broken heart, the one who has a contrite, you know, spirit, uh, and 
um, the one who desires to come to him being humble. So he does hear that prayer, but he, he's not going to hear the prayer and and respond to the prayer in a positive way to somebody who's in sin and involved in sin. Okay. Does that make sense, CJ? It, it does, yes, sir. It does, and I had my beliefs on it, and I will, you know, I've studied on it, but I just needed some reaffirming. Yeah, and you know, I've had people, for example, in the years of ministry that I've been in, somebody who came in and said, you know, um, I, I, I'm in a, this a relationship other than my spouse. Um, and I believe God brought me this relationship, and I'm going to divorce my spouse. You know, we, we've we already, you know, maybe they committed adultery, and they're, they're saying, I want God to bless it, or God brought me this person. Well, yeah. God's not going to bless sin. You, you know what I mean? He's not going to bless that sin that you want to continue in. And you're thinking, mm-hmm. and people can think that God brought me this person, and you know, and he wants me to divorce my spouse. We know what God's Word has to say. So the Word of God guides us very much. And and the Lord desires for us in coming in prayer is to humble ourselves and say, Lord, the prayer of faith really is, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. And I want to please you. And sometimes Christians will, and I'm just kind of adding an addition, addendum yeah. to what you were saying, is, Lord, can I do this and still be a Christian? Can I do this carnal thing? Can I do this thing? Kind of like how close can I sail the the boat to the rocks and not crash, you know? Yeah. Rather than, Lord, I want to please you with my life. And that should always be our desire. Our always should be that, Lord, I want to just please you in every way. And, Lord, I want to come to you in humility and I want to know what your will is for my life, and that really is the prayer of faith, and that's the prayer that he honors. Yeah. Okay. And yes, uh, and Romans six one. That, that's a good verse for that. Talking about yeah, it is. Yes, not continuing the sin. What shall we say then? <laughs> yeah, and and it's important for us to remember that because Paul, when he's writing Romans, he he talks about mm-hmm. the doctrine of justification in chapters three, four, and five. And then he talks about the doctrine of sanctification in chapter 6, 7, and 8 of Romans. And in that, he, he's saying, because th- there will be those who say, "What you're saved by faith alone. Does that mean that we can live any way that we want? And Paul say, no, not at all. How shall we who have died to sin live any longer in it? We identify with Christ in this newness of life. It's such a powerful powerful portion of Scripture, I believe, some of the richest chapters of the New Testament, that we, listen, we live for Him. And living in grace means just that. It doesn't mean we live for ourselves or we live in sin, but we identify with Christ. We are ones that walk in the newness of life, and then we get to live for Him. And what a glorious thing it is for the Christian to be able to do that. Amen. Amen. So thanks, yeah. CJ. Appreciate you calling. I think it's, this is my first call from Memphis, so we want to <laughs> welcome everybody in the Memphis area to Calvary Live. So good to hear from well, you guys. I, I've spread it out to everybody I can, and I hope the windows of heaven are opened up and blessing to pour on your ministry. Thank you. Appreciate it. God bless you. Yes, sir. You too. Have a great day. You, you too. Call-in number is 303-690-3000. we got an open line. The text line is 
888-336-0897. You know, uh, last week I was absent. I was gone from Calvary Live because I was driving my daughter to Florida uh, to school where she's continuing her post-grad education in music. And we drove through um, Tennessee. And we didn't go through Memphis, but we went through Nashville. And what a beautiful state do you have out there um, in Tennessee and, and Kentucky and Georgia. It just is beautiful to see some of those areas that uh, we, um, you know, have never seen before, my wife and I. And uh, to be able to go through those areas where Calvary Live is now on the Freedom Radio Network. So what a blessing it was to be a part of that. And um, just to see where we're broadcasting Chattanooga, Atlanta, uh, some other cities in Atlanta. So we're so glad to hear uh, from you. We're so glad to be a part of your lives. And so give me a call. We got a couple open lines. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line 720-336-0897. Online listeners, wherever you're at in the country, um, whether you're on the East Coast or the West Coast, you can call that number and you too can be part of the show and you can be a part of the show live today on this Tuesday afternoon. So a uh, couple open lines. Let's go to David in Littleton. Hi, David. Hello. David, you're on Calvary Live. Thank you. Um, yep, I've been married for nearly four years now and have a little three-year-old and a one-year-old, and I just wanted some prayer to, to help me lead them in a godly way. You know, that's such a wonderful prayer request. Um, how exciting. Uh, you're just married. You got God has blessed you with two children, a three-year-old and a one-year-old. They grow up quick. You know that, David. And because I've raised four kids, and they're all adults right now, and I think, where did the time go? And um, and we need God's help in raising our children in the ways of the Lord, in His wisdom, in His guidance. And so I know that the Lord's going to honor that, David. So, Father, I pray for my brother. As he's praying, as he's been married a few years, you've blessed him with two kids, a three-year-old and one-year-old. But, Lord, he asked for prayer that you would give him wisdom as he leads his family, as he uh, is the priest of his home, that in his heart as he desires to serve you, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, and to raise his children in the admonition of the Lord. And even at a young age, he can read the scriptures to them and put the word of God in their hearts. I pray that their home would be full of the the praises of God, the thankfulness of God. Even as Paul would write, uh, that spiritual songs and hymns are being sung with thankfulness in their home, that it would be a sanctuary for his family. So give David wisdom, guide him, Lord, his wife, um, as they raise their children in in your ways. uh, Fill them with your love, fill them with your uh, word, that they can... um, have the wisdom to be able to maneuver through this world that is so deceptive. And Lord, to to be strong in you is what I pray. And Lord, to stand firm, stand fast in the faith. And I ask for David to be strong and of good courage. And Lord, that uh, to be the father that you've called him to be, and to be a godly father, a godly husband. And Lord, bless him in every way. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. That was beautiful. Thank you. You bet, David. 
Hey, David, can I encourage you? Yes. You know, you know the story um, in Joshua chapter 1, that the Lord came to Joshua and said, Joshua, you're going to lead the children of Israel into the promised land. Um, and if you're familiar with chapter 1, three times the Lord said to Joshua, be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. And then the people came to Joshua at the end of chapter 1, and they said, Joshua, we're going to follow you as, as the leader, but there's one thing that we ask of you, and that is that you be strong and of good courage. And your two children, precious children, and your wife need you to be strong and good courage. And all of us that are dads and all of us that are husbands, all of us that are Christians, we have people that are linked to us in our lives, that they need us to be strong and of good courage in the day in which we are living in. And that's my prayer for you. And that's my prayer for all the dads that are out there, the priests of their homes and the head of their homes. That's my prayer for all Christians out there that people would see. And it isn't this, I'm going to eat glass and grit my teeth and be all tough and everything. It's like, Lord, I need you. I need your strength and I need your help in ministering to my family, to the people that you've given me to minister to, to those who are linked to me in my life, to be strong of good courage, because it takes a lot of courage today in the world in which we're living in to stand for the Lord, to live for the Lord, to be a witness of the Lord. And it takes his strength to be able to do that. And that's something that he wants to bless you with. And that's something he wants to bless all of us with. And and I'm so grateful that we can go to him for that. And I just pray that in the days ahead that you see him showing himself strong on your behalf, David. So, so God bless you as you raise those little ones. Thank you. God bless you. You bet, David. Thank you for calling. Thanks. Goodbye. 303-690-3000 is the calling number. We now have all open lines, as I see. And so um, would love for you to be able to call and grab one of those open lines. If you need prayer, you got a question that you have, we'd love to answer that question. Go to the Word of God, encourage you in every way. And this really is a show to encourage you and, and um, to bless you. And those of you who are listening, maybe a question comes up that maybe you've been thinking of, or maybe you be, need to be encouraged and exhorted in the same way, just as David, as he prayed for, you know, um, just blessing and, and encouragement and wisdom and raising his children. I think there's a lot of you that are out there that we need that, and we need to be reminded that the Lord wants to do that work. He desires for us men to be godly men, and I think that's the great need in the church today, for men to stand up and say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord like Joshua, to be ones that are strong in the Lord, to be ones that, that we look to the Lord, and that we're loving our wives as Christ loves the church. We're raising our children in the admonition of the Lord because the world is trying to take us away from those things. And and we need to be ones that we say, Lord, help me to do this. And as we depend on him and as we look to him and as we trust in him, he wants to do that work in us and through us. And and so that's my prayer. And maybe you just need that encouragement. And, and so we'd love to encourage you in that way. Got all open lines as I see. And so give me a call, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And then also 
720-336-0897 is the text line. And so love for you to be able to um, text in a question or a prayer request while we're waiting for the phones to ring once again. There is a question that came in. Why does Solomon have so many wives? And that is, you know, a question that people ask. He had 300 wives, 700 concubines. Um, he had, you know, all those uh, wives and concubines that uh, that came from, uh, many of them, foreign nations uh, and making alliances. Part of it was a cultural kind of thing for Solomon. Uh, if you were a powerful king back in those times, you took wives as a kind of a pack, a treaty, uh, a covenant. But here's the thing. Solomon, he's known for his wisdom, but he wasn't very wise at times. He was known for his wisdom as he asked God for wisdom. God said, what do you want, Solomon, when he first became king? And Solomon said, I, I, I'm young. I'm going to be king over this great nation. And I don't know my coming in and going out. So, Lord, I need wisdom. And the Lord was pleased with that and gave Solomon wisdom. And he's known for his wisdom. But then he began to get away from the word of God. And in the book of Deuteronomy, I believe it's in chapter 17, um, that the Lord would give instruction to the children of Israel. And in that, he would say to them that when you go into the land and you ask for a king, and it's interesting to me that the Lord knew that they would eventually ask for a king. The Lord wanted to be their king. Israel is what you are called, which means governed by God. And he would say that when you ask for a king, this is what you're to do, that that the king is to write down the word of God, and I believe that the Lord would have him do that so he would remember the Word of God. One of the things that I do is uh, I still write down a lot of verses that I'm teaching on. I'll write it by hand because it helps me to remember those verses, and there's just something about it. Um, if I type it in, I won't remember, but if I write it by hand, I do that. And sec- first of all, the Lord said that this is the king that um, is going to be over you, that that king shall not multiply wives. First of all, he shall not multiply horses, and he shall not multiply gold. And what does Solomon do? He did all three. He multiplied wives. He had 700 you know, concubines, 300 wives. He, concub- he multiplied horses, and he multiplied gold, and he got away from the Word of God. And many of the wives, as I said, were uh, wives that came from uh, those nations that believed in foreign gods, and he built altars to them and burnt incense to them, and it brought idol worship to the nation, because right after Solomon, we know that the nation split. His son Rehoboam was the king. The ten northern tribes of Israel broke away, and they were plunged deep into idol worship. Jeroboam, the first king, built an altar uh, to the golden calf up in uh, Dan in the northern part of the country in Bethel. Bethel, which means the house of God. Later, it would be called Beth-Avon, which was the house of idols, because it was full of idol worship. And so they were plunged deep into idol worship, and same with the house of Judah, even though they had some godly kings, some good kings. So I just um, you know, just uh, want to encourage you that the Word of God, we can't ignore it. We can't think that, that when God gives a commandment and a principle that— I don't need to follow this. 
Um, this isn't for me. And Solomon, even though he was known for wisdom, he wasn't very wise when he got to the latter part of his life and taking all those wives and multiplying horses. You can go to Israel today and see the stables of Solomon, and uh, you uh, see that um, you know he had uh, stables that would hold hundreds of horses. It's like having a big warehouse full of luxury cars, hundreds of luxury cars. And uh, so Solomon didn't follow the Word of God, and he should have put the Word of God over any cultural thing, any alliance with any nation. Um, So um, that answers that question. We've got all open lines, 303-690-3000. This is Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. Grab one of those open lines. Maybe you got a question. Maybe you got a prayer request. I'd uh, love to talk to you about those things. Here at Calvary Chapel on Sunday mornings, I want to remind you, I haven't been able to to do a, a kind of a quick announcement on the church because uh, of the calls that have been coming in, and I try to take as many calls as, as we can in the short time that we have. But while I got a minute, uh, we are going through Matthew's Gospel We've been in that section called the Olivet Discourse, Matthew chapter 24, and we're going to finish it this week. And then that teaching of Jesus, which is the second longest teaching in the Gospels next to the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus gave, we're going to talk about the uh, how Jesus is telling us to prepare, to be ready. He comes at a time that we do not expect the imminent return of the Lord we're going to be talking about. So we invite you, if you're in the Greeley area, you can listen to the teaching online at calvarychapelgreeley.org, O-R-G, uh, 8, 9.30, 11 o'clock, or three morning services. And so we, we are told to be watching, to be wise, to prepare for the coming of the Lord. How do we do all those things? We'll be, be talking about that as we go um, through that section of the Olivet Discourse where Jesus says, that the Son of Man comes in an hour, do you do not know? Um, we are going to go to the text line, because all lines are open, and let's go to the text line uh, before uh, we go to the break. Praise God, my friend uh, Theola is home recovering from her injuries. God is so good, so Father, we thank you uh, for this praise report. We just thank you for Theola that's at home recovering from her injuries. We thank you for your grace and your mercy, and we just pray that you would, Lord, uh, that you would um, just continue to strengthen her, bless her, Lord, help her to recover fully, Um, and Lord, uh, we just commit her to you and give thanks to you in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. We're getting ready to go to break, so I would encourage you, grab one of those open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Love to talk to you. It really is the heart of this show. And then the text line is 720-336-0897. Got all open lines. Love to see those phone lines ringing. We had a couple at the beginning of the show, but um, we got plenty of time in the show after we go to break and uh, to be able to ask your questions and give your prayer requests. And uh, maybe you, you want to text in a question, or maybe you want to text in a, a prayer request as well, 720-336-0897. As we go to break, it's the only break of the show, so um, grab that line, uh, grab that phone, 
and uh, grab one of those open lines. And then we'll just continue from there uh, what the Lord has for us in the second part of the show. When we come back, there's a few prayer requests and a few questions that we can go over, but love for you to be able to to just be able to call as well uh, during the show. Let's talk about the things of the Lord. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot of things going on um, around us. There's people that are confused. They're wondering. um, They have questions. And this is a place where you can get those questions answered, where you can be ministered to and prayed for. So 303-690-3000. All open lines. Text line 720-336-0897. We'll be right back on the other side to break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you on this beautiful day here in Colorado. Those of you listening live on Grace FM, what a beautiful time of the year. It really is across the country. Is This is the last full day of summer on the calendar. Tomorrow starts the first day of fall. It's a beautiful time of the year. For many of us, it's our favorite season. The leaves are changing and those of you that are listening out east, man, you get a beautiful, beautiful um, show. The trees that turn colors and um, just driving through there, I was thinking, man, it must be so beautiful. As we were, Sue and I were driving through Kentucky and Tennessee and, you know, Missouri and all the trees that are out there. And so it is a beautiful time of the year. I pray you're doing well. And, um, and uh, we uh, have the live call-in show um, where you can call in, the call-in number 303-690-3000. I think they're having some phone issues, um, so they're going to be working on that. They'll let me know uh, when that is um, settled. But in the meantime, you can text me a question or a prayer request at 720-336-0897 as they're working on those issues on the phone. And uh, I know there was a couple of phone calls that came in. They, they are just working on it. And so they'll let me know as soon as they're able to fix that. You know, technology is wonderful, but it doesn't always work all the time. There's always a hiccup or two, and we just continue with the show. And we got plenty to to talk about the things of the Lord. So if you were wanting to call, perhaps, and um, and they had a hard time getting you off hold or whatever, putting you on hold, uh, just text me a question or a prayer request, and we're going to do that right now because um, some text messages have come in, and we'll just kind of go down the line, talk about the things that the Lord. One question was, how do I keep from losing heart uh, with all the things that are going on uh, around me and all the things that are going on in the world? And this individual that texts that, I think a lot of us are feeling that. We're feeling just, um, you know, when we see the the upheaval in the world, in our nation, COVID is still... Uh, plague in our nation very heavily. Um, this Delta virus, um, it, it's been bad. And it's been a year and a half when we wonder, is it ever going to end? And it's still around us. We still need to be careful. Uh, just the the other things that we see going on around us, and maybe personally, 
you're going through some things that uh, you, you know, just um, it's difficult to to go through those things. And I think that the psalmist, um, David, he would say this in Psalm chapter 27, that I would have lost heart unless I had believed, that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And so David here, he he was one that was real honest before the Lord, and he would write about here in the psalm, inspired by God, about I would have lost heart unless I believed. So may we believe in the Lord and believe his word. And he says that I'll wait on the Lord and be of good courage. And and that's kind of been a theme of the show so far, is to be strong and good courage. And we need that in the day in which we are living in. You know, one of the things that is the signs of the end, the birth pangs, that Luke in Luke chapter 21, in his record of the Olivet Discourse, is that because of the perplexity of nations with distress and the seas roaring and the signs that cause fear in the heavens, that men's hearts are going to fail because of fear. And we see that there's a lot of fear out there. And the verse that you've heard quoted oftentimes, especially during this pandemic, um, is that he hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and sound mind. But to believe in the Lord and to wait on the Lord, and he says that as we wait on him, that he shall strengthen our hearts. Wait, I say, on the Lord. So as we wait on the Lord, he desires to strengthen us. Uh, Isaiah also says that in the book of Isaiah. We also know that Isaiah chapter 30, that the prophet writes that as we go to the Lord, and as we wait on the Lord, that that he uh, will be gracious to us. And we need God's grace in the day in which we're living in. And then we also know that Lamentations chapter 3 tells us um, that, uh, that as we wait on the Lord, that he will be good to us. So to wait on the Lord, to trust in him, to stay close to him, and to ask God for, for courage, and to remember this, that Christian, even though we see upheaval around us, even though we see difficulty around us, that we have a wonderful, wonderful future. And maybe that you're listening, you're thinking, well, you know, I got this sickness, or I've gone through this loss, or I'm going through trials, or there's a lot of uncertainty. Look to the Lord, because the Lord desires to minister to you. He desires to strengthen you. He desires for you to to look to him, to trust in him, and to rest in his love. And sometimes trusting in the Lord, we we say, I, I'm trusting in you, but the hard part is resting in the Lord, just resting in him. And so, um, you know, just rest in the Lord and look to his word and um, and be encouraged that the Lord, he sees you and he loves you and he's there with you. Well, I think they're still having some some phone issues here. Um, but try it. They're saying try the phone lines, um, 303-690-3000. Give a call. See if it works. Let's go from there. Love to talk to you and love to be able to um, just bless you in any way as we have that conversation. Uh, as we continue with the text line, because that's what we know is working right now, somebody's asking for prayer for their son, Jordan, um, and he was in a car accident, uh, received a call, and did not sound like himself, and he was being rushed to the hospital. 
So, Lord, we ask for this individual that his son, Jordan, was in a car accident on his way home from work, uh, hit by a vehicle. Um, and uh, I just pray that um, that you would uh, just be with him, whether he was in a car or a pedestrian, you know, he's being rushed to the hospital. Lord, that you bring healing, that you bring calmness. I pray for, for Jordan that you be with the medical staff that's going to be ministering to him. And Lord, give them wisdom, be with his family right now. And we just pray for your healing touch, for you to 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 just touch him in every way and bringing comfort to him and working in this situation. Um, and we just ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. All right, as we continue on, let's continue with the text questions and the text uh, prayer requests. Uh, uh, prayer request for um, somebody's son, and he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Um, it's a long text, so I'm just going to uh, pray that, Lord, that this individual, um, that Nick would be drawn closer to you, give him an inner peace. We pray for divine wisdom and, and power to guide him and the family. Um, and Lord, as the family's confused and, and trusting in God's grace. So Lord, we just pray um, uh, for, um, you know, Grandpa Nick, he's recently been diagnosed with this pancreatic cancer. Um, so Lord, we just pray for insurance to come through, all the things that are a part of this. And Lord, I just pray that you would work um, in this and for the whole family involved that love this individual. And we just pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. Okay, we're still, it doesn't look like we got phone calls coming in. They have phone issues, but um, we'll continue with this. You know, a lot of people are sick, and I do have a prayer request myself. Um, that uh, we have a close family member that is in the hospital in critical condition, uh, very critical right now. Um, his heart stopped on Sunday. Um, it took him uh, several minutes to get his heart coming back. So if you don't mind, I'd like to pray for my brother-in-law, Perry, and for his family out there. And Lord, we just pray for him. We just pray that um, that you would be with him and his family and Lord, that you would, uh, Lord, um, intervene. You know the circumstance we have prayed. But Lord, I thank you for those right now who are taking the time on the show. To pray with me. And I know that we just we need your working. We need a miracle. And Lord, that he would wake up and that he would come to you. And Lord, that uh, you would show your mercy and grace to him. And Lord, help us to be strong for the family, Sue and I, and help us to minister to them. And we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hey, let's try the phone lines. Um, let's see if they work. Uh, in the meantime, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Sherry in Fort Collins. Sherry, are you there? I'm here. Thank you for calling. I appreciate it. You're on Calvary Live. Hi. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I uh, I have some friends, 
Christian friends who won't get the vaccine because they don't trust the government. They're also uh, protesting the orders that come down about masks and things like that. I just was reading Romans 13 this morning, and it seems pretty clear what our role is concerning the government in verse Mm -hmm. 1 through 5. Right. So do you have any insight (laughs) on that? That's the the million-dollar question today, isn't it? It is. (laughs) You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of convict, different convictions debate about the the vaccine and the mandates that have come out, and it's not just <clears throat> with the vaccine. This has started clear back when COVID started, when things started shutting down, when businesses were shutting down, when um, you know uh, churches were we were told not to gather together. There's a limited uh, number, and so everybody had decisions to make. We are told, as Romans chapter 13 um, says to us, that we are to be subject to the governing authorities. And we know that Peter writes about that we're to obey all the ordinance of the king. So that command is given to us in Scripture. The question is, is when the government comes along and says, you know, that you can't gather as Christians— the Word of God also says that we're not to forsake the assembly of ourselves together as in the manner of some, especially as you say today approaching. So there's that, you know, do we gather or it, or does the Word of God, the Word of God we know trumps anything that comes out from the government. Now, when it comes from the vaccines that, you know, the government making mandates and employers and all that, it brings up another issue. And there are those who say, that I have the conviction that that I don't want to take the vaccine, that it should be a decision that I make, and um, that you know the government has no um, business in mandating these things. So that's where the debate is. Other people are on the other side of that debate, on you know um, that if they're saying that you should do it, then you should do it. So that's where the conflict comes in, and that's you know people have all kinds of different convictions. Even Christians, um, they have different, um, you know, thoughts on this, um, that, uh, that we should have the freedom to be able to choose, um, that the government doesn't have a right to come in and tell me to get a, a vaccine. And I'll tell you, there are others that say, well, you know, they do have the right. So that's where the debate is, and that's where, you know, um, there's just been so much discussion on this and um and, and it's going to continue. I think we're going to see more things that will come to us, maybe not in the vaccine, that will come to us that we got to make a decision whether we're going to obey it or not obey it. You know, right now, that with the vaccine, there are some places you can't go and eat, you can't travel. You know, it's all leading to something that is yet future. Um, I don't believe the vaccine is, is, you know, taking the mark of the beast. I don't believe that at all um, because— it doesn't line up with the Word of God. Um, but that's where people are at, and that's where people are landing at. So I, I wish I could be of more help, um, but it's something that we all have to pray through and something that we need to hear from the Lord um, concerning the vaccine. Okay. All right. 
Thank you so much. You bet, Sherry. God bless you. I appreciate you calling. You bet. 303-690-3000. I think they got those phone phone lines working, so give me a call. You know, it is. It, It is... You know, it is something that is a major, you know, discussion and it's a major um, thing that we're all dealing with. And, um, you know, it's 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 hard and 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 different convictions that people have. And so a lot of questions about those things. 303-690-3000 is the call in show. The text line 720-336. 0897. You know, and it was hard. This last year and a half has been hard in, in, you know, meeting. And I think that sometimes these mandates keep us from meeting. And, you know, we uh, at the church and we as pastors are trying to maneuver through all these things. And, you know, the Word of God um, is something that guides us and directs us. But in some of these issues, they're not always clear, and we want to give preference to one another. We want to look out not only for our own interests, but for the interests of others. Um, but also, there are those who who have that strong conviction um, in, in a different way. And so um, we're all maneuvering through this, and uh, we need to be in prayer, be patient with one another, you know, be wise in the decisions that we are making as well. So... 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Give it a, a call. Um, let's go to the text line. Um, let's see. Pastor Jeff, we give thanks to the Lord for answer our prayer uh, for my brother-in-law. Uh, he was in ICU, strokes, and just uh, we received. He is now recovered. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor Jeff. Lord, we give you the praise for this one, his brother-in-law, Rendentor, um, I believe his name, was uh, has recovered. But, Lord, we pray for his recovery to continue. We pray that he uh, would continue to just um, get well and get stronger. But we give you the praise, Lord. We thank you for your mercy and your grace upon his life and his recovery. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, let's go to line one. Um, where we have a question, Evanese, is that yes. right? Ibelis. Thank you for, thank you for calling Calvary Live. Thank you. Yeah, my question is, how does the feast of the youth were fulfilled in Jesus? I want to understand that. The Jewish feast, how are they fulfilled uh, in Jesus? Uh-huh. Yes, I know that everything it, God does everything yeah. with a purpose. And I want to understand how those that feast relates with Jesus. Well, the the are you are the specific like Pentecost? Um, I I know that they there are more feasts, but yeah. I yeah. And which one you want the feast of first fruits? Is what you're thinking of? No, the, like the holidays that they celebrate. Oh. Like, I know that but, the, since the beginning, God has a purpose with everything, and and mm-hmm. everything was on time. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to yeah. explain that. <laughs> explain no, you're doing better. you're you're doing great. I just want to make sure that I kind of cover your yeah. question because there are the feasts that are in the scriptures that are given to us. 
you know, Jesus told the religious leaders that you search the scriptures and in them um, that they speak of me. So the feasts are right in saying they do speak of Jesus. They're fulfilled by Jesus. It all points to Jesus, you know, and that's what the Old Testament speaks about. So, for example, the feast of Passover that they celebrate instituted in the book of Exodus, that Jesus is our Passover lamb. He died on Passover. He was sacrificed. Um, he shed his blood for the forgiveness of sin. And just as the Old Testament Passover, the, the Passover lamb was sacrificed, they applied the blood on the doorposts and the lentils that the angel passed over. You know, they, they didn't have the sentence of death. So the blood protected them. And just as the blood of Jesus Christ makes atonement for our sin, he's our Passover lamb in the New Testament. He is called that in Corinthians by Paul the Apostle. You know, Paul would write something very important. He said that in Colossians chapter 2, he said, Let no one judge you in food or in drink regarding a festival or new moons or Sabbath, which are shadows of things to come, but the substances of Christ. So those things like the Sabbath— you know, that they would uh, observe every week, the Sabbath day, that Jesus, he's the, the our Sabbath rest. He's the reality. Um, the Feast of, of uh, Pentecost, that's when the church was born, the Feast of First Fruits, the Feast of Trumpets, it, it all speaks of Christ and, and is fulfilled. So to go through each one of those feasts, you can see how that is done. But it does speak of Christ who's the fulfillment of all those things. He's also the sacrifices that were done, the sin sacrifice, the trespass sacrifice. It all speaks of Jesus, all fulfilled by Jesus. Even as you go through the tabernacle, you know, it all points to Jesus, like the tabernacle furnishings, the menorah, the seven-branched menorah that, you know, would be the light in the holy place. Well, Jesus is our light. The, the shoe bread table with the 12 loaves of bread, that Jesus is the bread of life. And so all those things speak of him, and you can kind of go through because he's the reality of it. And he's the one that is our Passover lamb, uh, the church born on Pentecost, you know, and the other feasts, um, that Jesus is the reality of it all. It is so beautiful. So it's, it's, yeah, it, it, and it is. And, you know, and that's the wonderful thing, to study the Old Testament— you know, is it's all part of the canon of Scripture. And so, you know, but it gives us, uh, it all points to Jesus. And, and that's the wonderful thing about it. That's why Jesus said, you search the Scriptures, and in them you think you have eternal life, but they speak of me. It's written in the volumes of the pages is what he would say, I am. And so keep studying and look at it. And I think there's probably some studies you can find for further depth on that, that will help you understand how those feasts particularly point to Jesus and speak of Jesus. So, good question. I appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. God bless you. Thank you for calling. Thank you. All right. We got a few minutes left and the phone lines are working. Let's go to line three with Willie in Denver. How Hi, are Willie. Going today, sir? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good, good. man. What? Go ahead. Yes. So my question is concerning John chapter 5. I'm just, you know, reading scripture and just trying to wrestle with it to receive revelation from it. And I know Jesus healed the man, but further along in that same passage, it goes to 
when he visits him or he sees him in the temple and he tells the man to go sin no more. I know that's a common thread with Jesus, but I didn't quite fully understand what he meant by that. Well, some have suggested in that, um, as you know, the man picked up his bed and walked, some have suggested that this sin happened because, uh, or this, this, you know, this, he was paralytic. He wasn't able to do that because of sin. Maybe he had a some kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, SI, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. That's that's kind of what the indication is, is because you know maybe um, sexually transmitted disease or something that he picked up. And but Jesus does say, make sure you sin no more. Or it could be that the Lord, you know. It overall is going sin no more. We don't know for sure, but that's just kind of um, a question that comes up, what you're asking. Um, was it because of his condition, because of sin? Uh, we don't know for sure, but God showed his mercy and his grace to him. And, and this individual, um, there's no indication that he came to faith in Jesus because, you know, he said, take up your bed and walk. He he, he did. The, the, he goes and, um, you know, does that, and then the religious leaders say, who told you to do that? And he says, you know, Jesus did. And then he says, see, you have been made well, sin no more, lest the worst thing come upon you. That's the interesting thing. Comment on that, Willie. Yes, yeah. I just found that very interesting as well. I yeah. know one thing for sure that we can agree on that is that, well, Jesus, I mean, he's Lord, and him displaying his miracle signs and wonders is just, look, this is the proof that I am the Lord. I am not of this yeah. world. I'm the King of Kings. So yeah, you know, I just, I'm going to continue to wrestle with that. So yeah. Yeah, it's a good question. Good observation. So appreciate your call. Appreciate the question, Willie. I'm going to go to one more caller while we got just a few minutes. Jane from Georgia is on line two. Jane. Hey, good afternoon. Hey, Jane, Hi. I got just a couple minutes. So you got a prayer request? I do. I just uh, would love for you to just lift up my uh, three adult children. They range from 25 to 29. All of them are, um, you know, just in the world of the world and living, you know, lives that include addiction, uh, sexual immorality, um, homosexuality. I mean, it it has just been a struggle. Father, yeah, I... Lord, I pray for Jane's three children as they're in the world with addiction, immorality, drug use, and, and Lord, that's what the world brings. And I just pray that you would intervene in all three of them, that you would draw them to you, open up their eyes spiritually, soften their hearts, and Lord, that um, they would turn away from that, that you would intervene in a very radical way, in a very... Um, dramatic way. I pray that you would send Christians into their lives, but I also want to pray for for Jane as a mother that's heartbroken over her children, that you give her wisdom and give her comfort and give her strength right now. And Lord, that um, you would just um, reassure her that you're with her and that, Lord, we just pray that you would work in her children's lives and drawing them out of the world and out of sin and out of the addiction, you can do that. And Lord, that you would show yourself strong on their behalf. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Jane, I'm so sorry going through that. A lot of people are going through that. 
right now with their adult children. The world is so ugly. And, yes. And so we, we need to pray, and we're here to pray for you. So God bless you, Jane. Appreciate you calling from Georgia. Thank you so much. Have a good evening. You too. God bless right. you guys there in Georgia. All right, we're coming to the end of the show. We, we kind of had a few technical difficulties, but hey, we— we get through, and and uh, Lord always uses it to bless and and uh, to be able to talk with you. Uh, what what a tremendous um, you know privilege it is to do that. And and so thank you for calling. Thank you for keep trying and and going through. So um, other people with praise reports. Somebody in the hospital on Wednesday with kidney stones. They are doing better. We praise God for that. Um, and um, peace during the whole time. Uh, so, uh, Lord, we thank you for that. And, um, and so, uh, other prayer requests that come in, keep in mind that that text line, uh, 720-336-0897 is a 24 hour, seven days a week text line. And there'll be those who will be praying for you, ministering to you in every way, um, as you text it in. So if we didn't get to it on the show, that there are others who will take and pray for you. So God bless you. Thank you for your patience. Thank you, everyone, uh, for calling in, being a part of the show. Calvary Live will be back at the same time tomorrow. So be sure to tune in. God bless you. Have a great evening. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.